What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? This is the student master teacher, Mr. I Stay Woke, Chris Monroe, and I'm right back at you with another real estate video. Tonight, we got a good treat for you. We're going to go over a great deal on uh, how Mr. Smart Bucks brought in a $63,000 whale of a deal where it actually made a big difference and uh, he got it on a creative way. He's going to break all that down for you tonight. But uh, the reason I do these type of videos is to show people what is actually possible when it comes to creative real estate, creative marketing, and creative strategies that can actually change your life like that. I mean, I've seen people do big deals and I'm like, man, I'm going to catch me one of them wheels too. I'm going to keep ringing it on out there and catch one as well. And you can catch one too because there's plenty out here for everyone. So I do want to make sure if there's something in this video that you like or um, something you feel like gave you any type of value, give it a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't subscribed already. Also, ring that bell. Bing bong. Hit that bell so you can go ahead and be notified of the uh, other videos that come up because I'll be dropping some more stuff and some more cool interviews coming up. So without further ado, let me see if we got time, a.k.a. Mr. Smart Bucks. What up, bro? Life is good. Life is good. Whoa, whoa. A.k.a. Mr. Smart Bucks. I turn your volume down on your uh, thing. Is that a feedback on your yeah. you turn your mic down or your speaker down? You should be okay. Can you hear me? Probably on my end. Turn your volume down a little bit. Okay. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can't hear you. You can't hear me. Let me oh, see. no. Let me see something. I, don't, I can hear you. Hold on. I might have to put the headphones on. Yeah, you might have to go headphones with that thing feeding back heavy. Heavy, heavy, heavy. Let me see something. Uh, that thing feeding back heavy, 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 heavy. All right. Yeah. Because that speaker is feeding back into your microphone a little bit there. But nevertheless, Todd Harris, there he is. We got to, let me see, disconnect you and put you back in because I don't know what's going on there. But nevertheless, I'm going to talk about this 63,000, not 6,300, not 63. Not 63 cents, 63,000 plus wholesale deal to check out the house and see what it's about. So it didn't really need much work. It needed a little bit of work. And so I'm asking, well, what do you think you want for this house? It's like, well, we had it listed about six months ago for about um, 112,000. I was like, oh, man, that's high. He was like, well, we really would have took less. We tried to tell the agent to put it down for less for like, you know, 90 or something, you know, put it in the 90s to get rid of it. We just want to sell it. So I'm like, oh, man, that sounds a little bit better. But he said, you know what? We'll take even less. We'll take 86. So I'm like, damn, 
Let him keep talking. He's beating himself down. 112 to 90 something to 86. So I said, okay. So I take a few pictures, do my little, uh, go back home, do my research, run comps, see what the houses in the area selling for, comparable sales, you know, similar build, similar square footage, things like that. I call the guy back and I say, you know what? Um, we're not too far off. You wanted 86. Would you consider taking 80,000 for this house? We'll pay the closing costs and you don't have to worry about anything. He said, you know what? I think that's going to be a deal. Locked it up for 80,000, sold it for 90,000, $10,000 deal. Let me get my hands right. $10,000 deal for a deal that walked up to me at a gas station. How about that? But he got a better story than that. I think we got Ty, Mr. Smart Bucks back on. Let's see what we got here. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. You know what? You know what I was doing? What you was doing? You had it uh -huh. on the YouTube. There we go. I had YouTube and the the you know the backstage with the with the software for the live stream. Okay, okay, I got you. I got you. Okay, okay. So uh, let's see here. Uh, so now you just disconnected again. Let me see here. Back in full effect. You late? Did y'all hear the story I just told? Somebody just said no sound. Whoa, no sound from me or no sound from him? Who had no sound? Did you not hear no sound from me from that long story I just told? <laughs> Let me see here. Is it my mobile connection or anyone hear anything at all? So could you not hear me or could you not hear him? Who could you not hear? Can you hear us all? Because something happened. He got booted off now. He'll be back on in a second, I guess. Uh, let's see here. Refresh. Refresh. What's up, Mohammed? How you doing? How you doing? Let's see, you say, just got it back, just got the sound back. Hey, just got it. Okay, back in full effect. All right, who we got here? You late? What you missed? Man, you missed a bunch of stuff, man. You got to be on time. Let's see what else we got here. We hear you. Okay, you can hear me. Truth seeker, good to hear you. Good to see you. Let's see here. You heard, let's see, heard the end of the story. Oh, no. I got to tell it all over again. Let's see here. He said he heard it. He heard it. Just got on. Okay, okay. What up, Robert? How you doing? How you doing? And then let me bring him back on. I'm back. All Thank right. Today's broadcast is being brought to you by WokeSkipTracing.com. Look up phone numbers and email addresses with ease, with pricing as low as only 15 cents per match. Not per search, per match. If there's no number or email address, you don't pay. Get accurate data in just minutes. WokeSkipTracing.com. That's WokeSkipTracing.com. Here you go. Mr. Right. Smartbus. Can back. you hear me now? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. I had to put you back in. So can everybody hear loud and clear? Give me a thumbs up in the comments if you can hear. I want to make sure we write. Hello, hello, hello. Couldn't hear the beginning. Here we go. All right. I'll tell it again before we go out. If I if y'all want me to, I might just make a video on it. It's kind of crazy. Cool, cool, cool. Let's see here. Whatever that that is. All right. Just got it on. What's good? All right, bro. What's up, Ty? How are you today, Mister Smart Bucks? Life is good. Life is good. Life is good. Great, great. So where where are you from? I'm from Jersey, from North Jersey. Okay, you up there with uh, what's that famous guy that's doing real estate up there? Name now, uh, Mister. What's his name? The oh, guy that was on the Breakfast Club that everybody heard about wholesaling from. Ain't he from there? Oh, I mean, there's a couple of people around here. Oh, okay. I guess he's not that important if nobody knows. <laughs> so I guess we'll think about that. But nevertheless. Oh, you talking about Mr. Jay Marson? 
No, nah, not even Jay Morrison. Yeah, he from over there too. But it's another guy too that was on. But I guess we'll figure it out. Nevertheless, I guess it's not that important. We can't think of his name. We'll figure it out. Nevertheless, you just did that great deal on $63,000 wholesale deal. I want to first tell you congratulations. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Mark Wigan. That's what I'm talking about. See, the people oh, know. Mark Wigan, people Mark smart. Wigan. Look at this. They know stuff, man. They know. They know what's going on. Mark Wigan. That's who I was talking about. All I had to do was say Breakfast Club. And they all like, hmm, Breakfast. <laughs> so give us a little bit of background about where you were before you got into real estate, how'd you get into real estate, and about how long you've been doing it? Well, I got into real estate back in 97, 98, and uh, started fixing flipping. And, you know, I quit my day job and I just went all in. By 2001, I had lost everything on one flip, on one fix and flip on a three family. So I sat on my cousin's couch for a whole year for 12 months. And, you know, so. I got into fixing flipping that way back then. But then um, I got back into real estate in 2017. So I lost everything in 2001, got back into real estate in 2017. Mm. So you say you lost it all on a fix and flip on one deal? One deal. I did. I started 98. I did about four, flip, four fix and flips. My fifth one crashed and burned, man. I lost my houses. My house I lived in, my car, my credit lines, my cash, and and I and I woke up and slept. Actually, woke up and slept on my cousin's couch every day for twelve months, because I didn't want to go back to what I was doing before, you know, and I refused to. So, I I, I had to get my mind right, you know. My mind had to get my mind right, man. Wow, that's amazing. So you had, so that just shows that you can actually bounce back. If you do fall off and mess up in this game, you can actually bounce back. Is that what you're saying? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I, I crashed the burn in a lot of ventures and bouncing back. You know, so we had a clothing company, me and my me and my cousins, we had a clothing company, wholesale to about 30 stores around the country. We went to, we went to China to get our clothes. We actually designed and made our clothes from scratch. Wow. Um, from the tech pack to the fabric to the the rivets the zippers everything stitching and so you know we crashed and burned in that too when the crash when the market crashed and the chinese came in with their own 20 dollars jeans so you know we took a hit on that wow so you already was a business person before getting into real estate well that was actually with that before that was after real estate okay. that was after, that was after real estate so what made you decide or how did you come across learning about wholesaling real estate any of this stuff where did it first dawn on you to hey man i need to get in this game right here well i got back into real estate um because of a friend of mine we go back 20 30 years and um she had got a lawsuit and actually i was in that accident and i didn't sue i should have but she got the lawsuit and um I, you know she was in this position where her grandmother was losing a house, but her grandmother was in, uh, I think she was in a hospital or, or not a nursing home. She was in a, a home or, or healthcare, you know, somewhere where she was being taken care of and she was losing a house. So I, I explained to her, I said, listen, you know, you got some money. Well, she came to me, I didn't explain to her. She wanted to try to save her, mother, her grandmother's house. So that's what we, we tried to do. But we was, we was, we missed, the, the the auction by two weeks we was late by two weeks and mm. it was that auction wow. so anyway you know 
me coming into real estate, I said, well, let, you know what? We got another option. Let's contact the guy to see if he would sell it back to us. You know, the guy who bought it from the auction. And he wanted too much, way too much. Uh, money. Hey, he tried to make a come up off of you, huh? Yeah, hey, like the come up I had. But he he, he tried to come up. And, and it was too much. But um, so we couldn't do the deal. So I talked to him and said, you know, don't waste the money. Let's go into, you know, maybe try to find another deal. You know, you can save your grandmother's property. So maybe let's try to do another deal and see what, what the market is. At that time, that's 2017. I haven't been in the market for a while. So mind you, you know, I'm looking for deals. And back in 2000, back in 98, 2000, 2001, we was buying three families, 30,000 for fixing them up for 40, 50. And I was still in that mindset. I didn't know the market. So I was making offers on the MLS for like 30,000, 40,000. <laughs> You didn't realize that the market has shifted on you, huh? Absolutely. So I even made a couple of offers on short sales, was turned down. You know, they didn't take the offers. So, you know, maybe doing some research and then I came across wholesaling. And actually back in when I first started, I was doing something. It wasn't really wholesaling because I would look for for sale by owners. And I would find people that were selling at a discount. And I would make them an offer and then go find the end buyer. So I wasn't actually dealing with the investors at that time. I would find the end buyer and make 10,000. Wow. So, so you made 10,000 on a wholesale deal way back in the day. Right. But it wasn't wholesaling. I mean, it wasn't no name for it, but it wasn't to an investor. So if somebody had a property for 125, I would find a buyer. So for, put them on the contract 135. I didn't have a contract with the buyers because I couldn't have a legal contract. You know, so I had to take their word that they would, you know, close a deal and and give me the money afterwards. And I even would tell them, you know, take out the taxes that they had to pay because it, it all went to them. Take out the taxes and then, give you know, give me the, the rest of it. So you've been doing some wheeling and dealing out here in this real estate, all type of cre more creative than I even know about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you got to try to find out what you need and, and try to work, you know, work around it. Okay, so you got into real estate, and uh, somebody asked on here a second ago, uh, what took you so long to get back? Like, why did you take such a long break? Hey, man, you know, that real estate, like even right now, I, you know, I don't want to fix and flip nothing. <laughs> Thank you. I don't you're preaching my talk right You're talking my talk right now. If I have to get into a deal where the numbers have to work for a fix and flip, then it'll come to that. But I don't want to fix and flip anything if I don't have to. So you've already been burned by that fix and flip thing. Everybody want to get in. I want to fix and flip. Like, man, you don't know what you're getting into. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and, 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 and me, myself, I know my weakness. I'm not good at managing people as far as staying on their backs and being on them aggressively. You know, I know if if I give somebody something to do, I let them do it. And I want to and, I, and I'm not on them. So my management of, of people is not good i have to put somebody in a position to be the bad guy to be on them because i if i give you something i'm expecting to do it i'm gonna come back you know and that's where i fell short as far as contractors and construction and i'm gonna tell you what happened in, in that deal where i lost everything i didn't borrow enough money from the hard money lender so when we started doing inspections after i bought the property the main pipe in the basement was cracked so I had to fix that all the way into the street. 
out of my money, right? It was a three family total gut. So the plumbing had to be done from the basement to the third floor. When inspectors came out, the plumbing was done completely wrong from the bottom to the top. So the contractor used somebody else, you know, license to get the permits, but they didn't know what they were doing. So then I kept going, taking my money out of my pocket and finishing the project. Um, so I got everything fixed two weeks, two days actually before closing, somebody stole 26 windows and two boilers. So wait a minute. You saying they stole the windows out the house? 26 windows, every window in the house they stole and two boilers two days before closing. Wow. Welcome to real estate. (laughs) Welcome to real estate. So that, 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 that just, that, that crushed me right there. And so I was out of money. I was out of, in that time, there was no, there was no YouTube. There was no internet. There was no, the internet wasn't around. It was, listen, you go out there, you find some resources and you, you, you jump head in. And I went all in with both feet and took a dive and did a double flip and <laughs> some twists. And, you know, I did land on my feet, land on my head. So, you know. Okay. So, I mean, so that's kind of how you got started. So uh, go into a little bit about how you came across this $63,000 wholesale deal. How did you find it? What kind of creative marketing were you doing to actually attract this motivated seller? Well, actually, the the deal came from um, a property on on my cousin block. And it's kind of crazy because my cousin had the magnets on his car and the, the the owner of the property stopped him in front of his house and was like you buy houses and he was like yeah and what he did was he gave her my number to call me he didn't take her number so remember the money's in the follow-up 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 get their number so you can follow up so she didn't call me and um so i skipped traced and tried to find the, the property you know try to find her her number and he even had some other people come tell him like two more people told him about the property that she was selling but we couldn't get in touch with her and she lived across the street but we couldn't find her so at, at a certain point the deal was dead because it was in her mother and father's name but she never put it in her name and she but she was living there for uh, uh for years but she just never switched it um so at that time the deal was dead and then i get a call for a referral for a referral someone called me and said they had a referral about a property that you know they knew somebody wanted to sell and it was that property mm. so so what so are you saying you got some kind of referral program that you have out with people helping you find deals right i give a thousand dollars referral fee for anybody that 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 brings me a deal and we close on we actually close on so that that deal came from a card i left in a soul food restaurant around the corner from the house so a random drop card you, you so basically like one of them random drop cards people have when they put like a fake card like a fake hundred like that and they drop it and they say oh man and they picked up your card and call and next thing you know you got a deal fell in your lap absolutely yep that's just what happened wow wow so what was her motivation or why was she just what made her want to, to sell her house to begin with well she has said that she had you know uh lost her job she had a job but at one point she had was making less than what she usually made so she couldn't keep up the maintenance to the property and um she was about to be foreclosed on for a tax lien okay so it was a forty six hundred dollar tax lien 
so, so she was afraid because he's like, man, I got these taxes. They're going to take the house and I need to sell it. That's what she was thinking of something or what? Well, yeah, basically. Yes. Basically, she, you know, she was like, it's time. It's time to sell it. Okay. And so, um, so did this house need a lot of repairs or what was it? How was you able to get such a large chunk of equity into this deal? Well, um, when she, when I went to go, well, when I got the call, I went to go see her maybe two days. She said she, you know, she, she worked most of the, most, most days. So she, she's only off on Friday and Saturday. So I went and saw her, I believe it was on a Friday or Saturday. One of those days I went to go see her and, um, I looked at the property. It had a hole. It had one hole in the in the roof that had water damage in in the second. It was a three family, so it had water damage in two of the bedrooms down the back of the wall. But she she basically, you know, came and I looked at the property. And when I came in, I you know, really what scared me and what got me for for the price that I got it for it had three oil tanks. Basically, it was the damage in the three oil tanks. That was in the ground. Oil tanks meaning like what? What like is oil and what kind of oil tanks? So you have gas. Your your home can be heated by gas or oil. Oh, okay. So the oil tanks is in the ground, and each unit paid their own oil. So those oil tanks been there for a while, and they were and they 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 ran across the sidewalk. So I would have to break up the sidewalk and everything. But I wanted to keep it. This probably I I actually wanted to keep it because I was going to do the bird system by rehab rent and refinance he's gonna do the burr method exactly and i was going to keep it and i wanted to keep it refi because in this situation the price that i got and what i was going to rehab before it would have cost about 80 to 100,000 to rehab and i was going to refi and keep it i would have had a free house if i would have got so that. about 80k in rehab right what was the arv of the property um 350 350 ARV and needs about 80 in repairs and you locked it up for how much? 130. 130. Right. Was that something you had to work hard to get it locked up at 130 or it was kind of like just fell in your lap? It fell in my lap. I mean the seller she she everything went smooth. She didn't fight about anything. She understood what I was doing. Um she understood, you know, everything and 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 even the structure of the deal was was simple and she had she had no fight about it she didn't give you no pushback so do you feel like you could have got it even lower or do you feel like well, that's right? i could have I, I may have but I, because i did offer 120 but you know i was i, I was like you know what because she she wanted 150 and then i said you know with the oil tanks i wanted to take off ten thousand for each oil tank because you never know what can happen with those oil tanks? So I wanted to uh, allocate ten thousand. So I said, you know, I'm gonna need it at one twenty. Right. And then she was like, "How about one thirty? And I said, "Um, you know what? I was like one twenty five. Then I said, "You know what? I'm not even gonna let's we'll stick to one thirty. I'm not even gonna try to uh, get you down one twenty five. I said, you can keep that. You know, exactly. And right. that was a smart thing to do. A lot of people make that mistake coming into the game, trying to beat people up so bad, and they kill the deal. You know, and you were smart enough to say, you know what? Sign right here, baby. Right. And <laughs> and, actually, and absolutely, that's what I did. So after she agreed to the 130, I said, give me a minute. I went outside and got my contract. And I had, because I had a con, when I go on appointments, I have contracts ready right there for them to sign. So we came in the house, signed the contract, and um, 
I signed, she signed a contract on that, I believe that Friday or Saturday. And I was, I was going to keep it. But even though if I'm going to keep something, I still show it just for a backup. And I'm glad, I'm glad I did show it because I had, a, I had a, I had a con, I was talking to, you know, the hard money lenders and the hard money lender would give me the money, but they wanted me to take the oil tanks out first. What? With my money. So, so that's what happened. And that's why I, I didn't keep it. I would have liked to, but I, but I didn't keep it because the hard money lender wanted me to pull the oil tanks out with my money first. So I said, you know what, I'm going to just go ahead and, and just let it go. So that's a good tip. What you said though, a second ago about, you know, if you got a deal under contract and you planning on buying it yourself, still show it. Somebody might want to buy it and you don't, you know, keep your uh, exit strategies open. Is that something you would agree with? Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause you just really don't know, you know, what the deal will bring. Somebody might pay more than that. You know, you never know. I mean, people do some weird stuff. Yep. So, so that's basically the deal. And, um, now the way I structured the deal was, was, was the way I structured the deal was for me to get the house. I didn't want to put any money down. So I was going to the deal. Like, how can I come out my pocket as least as possible? And how creative can I be to make that happen? So what I did was I asked her to hold. Okay. Now this is the thing when I was going to keep it for me, not to put any money down with the hard money lender, the hard money lender has to be in first position. So I asked her to hold the second note in a second position so the hard money lender could be in the first position. So are you saying that uh, this house was free and clear or did she have a mortgage on it? She had a, she had a mortgage that was about 37, around 37,000. And she had some other liens that totaled about 50,000 altogether. Oh, okay. So she, did she walk away with anything then? Or what she just yeah, No, no, no. She walked, she walked away with, she walked away with, with some money. Okay. She walked away with some money and um she um she agreed to transfer the deed in my name and hold the second note in order for me to get the loan to rehab the house and refinance it so she was going to ride with me i asked her that too when i went i took it to the attorney's office because i like to present when i'm doing creative deals with the attorney so they can understand that i'm not trying to do nothing shady get over you know me in the attorney's office and, and and he understands what we're trying to do and i can explain to them so they'll know that what we're doing has paperwork documented and it's official so she she agreed to that and everything was set so you were going to buy this house basically on terms i was buying it on terms right to keep it but after that fell apart with the oil tanks the deal just turned into something different where i didn't have to come out of my pocket to purchase it or use or use i didn't have to assign it purchase it or um use transactional funding because at the closing she basically gave me the property mm. and then i just sold it so actually i did get a free house and then so free house just show up and win fill out some papers and get a free house how about that right <laughs> and people don't believe it's even possible to get no money down deals and you know have no cash no credit at risk and make money in this business it's just it amazes me still to this day right so that was a great deal 
it was a beautiful deal. But now, what didn't go so good was the selling of it. Uh oh! So you had to find a buyer. I had to find a buyer. I found a buyer that Wednesday. So I had under contract Friday. Found a buyer that Wednesday, and we went under contract. But this buyer tried to squeeze me for ten thousand dollars. First, he tried to squeeze me for seven thousand dollars. Then he tried to squeeze me for ten thousand dollars. Really? Yes. So he got he got slick, and he understands that most he understands that most wholesalers has a time limit, has a time period. So he tried to waste time. And what he did was first he asked for thirty days. That hmm. was a red, that was a red flag for me right there. But the tenant still had property. I mean, like everybody still kind of still had furniture and everything, dishes and everything in all three floors. So they needed time to move out. So I figured, you know what? This is good. Everything is working out. It's a lining up. I need that time for them to move. And so they wanted this property to be vacant before they buy. Is that what it is? Absolutely. It was vacant, but the tenants just still had their belongings in it. Oh, constantly. Right. So they was moving slow. They was moving slow. And I said, that's okay. They need the time. So the 30 days works. So I said, okay, this is working out. But what happened was he put the wrong. So the seller is responsible for the temporary CFO. So it's sold as is. We don't do anything. Um, I did tell the seller that I would clean it out because I, I told the seller I would clean it out, take what you need, and I would clean out the, you know, I would clean out what they left. So the buyer wanted it cleaned out too. So I said, okay, cool. I was going to do it anyway. So I told him I would I would clean everything out. Um, so what he did was he was when he applied for the CFO. First of all, he put the wrong information down. Wait a so, minute. What for people who may not know, what's a CFO? CFO, the certificate of occupancy. Certificate you know, of occupancy. Okay. Right. So the the certificate of occupancy is just the city saying that the dwelling is habitable, and you got the right for tenants to move in. And um, what happened is you get a temporary CFO in New Jersey. You get a temporary CFO. So what happens is the the um this the 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 code enforcement comes out. And they look at everything that's wrong with the property that needs to be fixed. So they give you a temporary CFO and they give you a certain amount of days to fix it after you close. So you can close with the temporary CFO with the code violations, but they don't they don't find you. But they give you a certain amount of time to get it fixed after you close. Mm, that makes sense. That makes sense. And so uh, and also for the. Uh finding buyers part what were you doing to actually attract or find a buyer for this property what kind of marketing did you do well i have a buyers list i send i send out um i have other wholesalers i work with and i post on craigslist also so that's I, that's how i find my buyers so were you getting a lot of uh responses when you were doing this marketing was it a lot of people coming in or tire kickers or other wholesalers pop well, up yeah man well, well a guy a I got a guy that I work closely with, and um, he bought the buyer. So my it, the deal was actually a seventy-seven thousand dollar deal. The other wholesaler that I JV'd with that brought the buyer got twelve thousand. 
wow, this was a juicy deal, man. Everybody ate off this piece of chicken. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I owed him. I owed him that from from a last deal he brought a buyer to the table for that. We kind of flip flop, and his buyer didn't get the deal. He was a little upset, so I said, you know, I'll make it up to you then. And he, I made it up to him in this deal. But we worked. We worked for this deal. <laughs> we worked. You earned it. It wasn't no freebies, huh? <laughs> nah, because the buyer actually, the buyer put the wrong information in for the CFO. So it took a couple of weeks for us to even catch that, because they had to get in touch with me to make the appointment to come inspect it. And they couldn't get in touch with me. So once we found that out, we corrected it. We made the appointment. They came out. Now when they come out, they inspect and they looking funny like. They came out on the application they had put it's a two family, not a three. Mm. So this is how he tries to squeeze me. He tried to waste time by losing time for the inspector to come out. So now when we close to closing, we like two weeks to closing. Now they're saying it's a two family because that's what he put on the application. So you think he did that on purpose? He did that on purpose. And he know dang on goodwill. It was a three family. He put two family on the paperwork. If you're buying a three family under contract, why would you apply for a two family for the CFO? Because his his what he wanted to do was so. This is what he did. He said he would close without the CFO if we gave him seven thousand dollar discount. And I was just getting ready to ask you: Is that thing uh, is that mandatory that they do that to even close the deal? Because I mean, it sounds like uh, something just I mean, came up with. Some people are closed with the CFO, get it later. I mean, some people get the CFO and close. I mean, I mean, because it's an as-is property. That's part of the territory you go in when you're buying a house for cash in any condition. You know, it's what it is. You shouldn't be but, like, oh, well, contingency this, contingency that. That's not what no, we're there's no, there's no contingency, but certain cities say you need a temporary CFO to close, and certain cities will tell you you don't need a CFO, you can close without it. So it's based on each city. Or each mm. how they handle, you know, the city how they handle their laws as far as you know closing. Okay, so that that makes sense. So once you found this buyer, how long did it take? Once you got it in escrow, was it kind of smooth after you really got the real buyer in, or did it take you some more trouble? No, it, we 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 had the same buyer. We had the same buyer up until closing. We had another back. We had a backup buyer that that wanted it was bugging me every day. <laughs> and he wanted to pay, and he wanted to pay more. He offered to pay more, but he was bugging every day. But we just we were so close to closing with this buyer. And and what happened was, okay, now it's a two family, right? Right. In order in order to get it back to it. So now they did approve it for a two family because in order for it to be a three, they can't they had we we would have to go back and apply for a new we would have to go back and apply for a three family, reapply. And he knew this, so that would be more time, and we close to closing. So what he said was, now it's approved for two family. Um, I want a ten thousand dollar discount, or we gonna cancel the contract. What? So they try to extort you, damn near. Absolutely. Man, so, these people crazy out here. You gotta know what you're doing in this game because they be trying to they cutthroat killers, huh? So you know what I said? I said, nah, 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 nah. It's a, I said, nah. It's it's a two. It's a three family, and you know it. I know it. So. I worked with the city, went down there every day. Me and my guy, Warner, that 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 brought me to buy it. He I like this guy because he also acts as a good transactional coordinator. He doesn't just send you to buy and sit back in my check. He was down to City Hall making calls, and he the one that actually found out that they messed up or 
they 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 messed up on information they did put on the application was wrong. So he the one that caught that. So you know, people that say they don't want to JV with people or other wholesalers, listen, put people on your team that's gonna help you work and, and, and grind it out with you and and everybody eat. I know that's right. So when it comes down to JVing or joint venturing with another wholesaler or somebody else that's gonna bring a buyer or help out with a deal. Do you always default to a 50-50 rule like most people say, or do you just figure out a, a percentage or a dollar amount that you'll pay them? Well, this is how I'm I'm looking to structure my system. Because um if you have disposition managers, you know, you can pay them five percent to eight percent. Um a lot of people do 50-50 JVs. I do 50-50 JVs sometimes, but it all depends on how the deal is. But I like to do 5% because, you know, when I build, I'm trying to build a structure. So when I do get, I look at wholesalers as my, as my disposition managers, other wholesalers disposition managers, as if they were part of my in-house team. So I will give them 5% on the deal. If they, bring, if they bring a buyer. So it beats a 3% on a real estate agent commission, huh? <laughs> right. Absolutely. So 5%, that's a better rule of thumb. Cause you know, everybody wants to jump in and say, let's do a 50, 50. I'm like, you're doing 50% of the work. I mean, I did all this work to get this deal. You made one phone call and hopefully they do right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, you know, I, I, I'm kind of torn between that. You know, sometimes I'm like, it ain't worth 50, 50 to me. It should be, you know, what yeah. your weight is. Well, you know, I, I, you know, a lot of people I, I watch and I listen to, they have a structure. Some people pay five, some people pay eight, some people pay 15, you know, but I, I, I like to follow that structure. So, so when I do scale up, you know, I'm in the habit of following that structure and I don't have to guess and go back and forth with this person, that person, you know, it, it, it this is the structure that, that we follow for our business right i would agree with that and so you know like i was saying some people you know they think that 50 50 thing you got to do so much on the side to get the seller people don't know how much harder it is you got to deal with all the liens the problems the sadness the death in the family the dog died with all these problems on the seller side buyer side just hey yeah you want this house all right here you go <laughs> right and absolutely and, and we spend dollars in marketing yeah you know so we spend dollars in marketing so you spend a cold hard cash, a pool list, skip trace list, all this. That's a lot. Driving for dollars. I mean, it costs money. Absolutely. You know, I was just my thing earlier today. I said, dang, I spend that much in marketing and stuff. Pull back. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Tell the buyers that too. They'd be like, Well, you 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 can do this, do that, and you can make 10. I say, listen, don't worry about what I'm making because this is what I say. Look, just say somebody in my family passed away. If they left me this house free and clear and you agreed to pay this price, would I be making too much then? Right. If I got it locked up for a dollar, you shouldn't have nothing to complain about. If I got it under contract for 50 cent, it ain't your fault. It ain't your problem. It ain't your concern. Pay me my money. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's what I, that's what I usually use. I know that's right. So um, for people that's watching live here on YouTube, if you do have any questions about this specific deal or about anything that he just went over there, go ahead and drop it in the comments and we'll try to get to it before the video is over. If you have found any value of this, give it a thumbs up to this video. Also, uh, Mr. Smart Books, where'd you come up with this name? What is that? What is that from? 
Well, I mean, I didn't come up with it. My lady, you know, her family came up with it. They call me Mr. Smart Book, so I just ran with it. You know, every name, I got different names, but I, all, I, I, I guess I earned all of them. I didn't make up any name for myself. Okay, nothing wrong with that. And so this $63,000 deal, uh, so what do you plan to do with this? You're going to just reinvest it into the business, put it away, buy some real estate. What do you plan to do with it? Well, um, I'm joining Antoine Campbell's um, virtual, uh, virtual, virtual assistant mastery class. His mastermind um i'm joining that so i can teach so i can grab some virtual assistants and, and scale up so that's what i'm using this i'm using it to scale up and i'm joining i'm going to um uh rafael vargas raf raf i can't rafael vargas i'm going to his uh mastermind in september so i can scale up and then once i do a couple of more deals i'm going to a justin williams mastermind Okay, so that's smart. You want to be investing in yourself, especially shout out to my brother Antoine Campbell. Yeah, he got that uh that virtual assistant mastery. Virtual assistants, you know, they kind of run my business. I I need them. I I'm right. not gonna do cold calling or grunt work and all that stuff. I'd rather have somebody else do that. I'll close a deal and you know do the stuff that's kind of harder. But like basic grunt work, I'm not for it. You know what I mean? It's good to know how to do it to be able to show them how to do it. But other than that, I'm not doing it. So I understand that. Definitely learn how to get those virtual assistants in there that should make a big difference in your business right absolutely so so that's where i'm going is and just scale up my marketing and scale it up that's that's it that's the focus just to scale what, what kind of marketing are you doing are you doing like mail or are you doing uh what what type well, of marketing? right now um mailing and cold calling so just are you buying a list and then mailing it out is that how you're doing it yeah yeah list source okay list, list source. So buying a list mailing them something and cold calling you do the cold calling yourself or you got somebody to help you yeah right now i'm doing cold calling myself okay yeah okay so i'm pulling this skip tracing and cold calling i started my own skip tracing company called skip trace me.com skip trace me.com yes skip trace me.com so how does that work hey same as any other uh skip tracing service you know you upload your list put in how many leads you got and we skip trace and bring back numbers some emails um if they have other addresses and we get them back within a few hours to, to, to 24 hours so skip trace me.com is that right is that it right there that's it how you get that nice uh hey nice URL, man that's the kind of urls i'll be trying to get <laughs> <laughs> hey i'll I be in there searching i'll be typing in everything skiptrace.me.com that's where you can get it so what this is it bulk skip tracing or do you do one-offs no bulk skip tracing uh minimum is 50 50 50 leads okay so, you know i try to cater to the to the people that you know driving for dollars that i mean we can do bulk up to twenty thousand more but you know most of most of my clientele is the, the the people that's just getting in you know and doing 50 leads 100 leads 200 leads Okay, and so um, what's the turnaround time? Do they get it back pretty quick, or it take twenty four hours, or what? yeah, up to twenty four hours. Sometimes it come back in three hours. Sometimes it come back in one hour. It, it all depends because a lot of times, you know, people are sending a list. It have a comma. It have a middle initial, you know, and it have an apartment number on it. And 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 I'll scrub it for them. I'll take it out so they can have the you know. So sometimes if I'm if I have a, a few, you know, a few, a few, a few, uh, if people, if, ah, 
a few lists, you know what I'm saying, that I'm scrubbing, it may take a little longer. But, yeah, I try to... Now, more orders in the queue, so you got to do what you do. Absolutely. So, you know, they might not even have it formatted correctly. I'll format it because I want people to have the best, you know, the best data and have as many hit, you know, hit rates as they want, as they as they should. Because a lot of people be like, yo, they skip trace this, they skip trace that. It didn't come back and I didn't get this hit, but they don't understand that a lot of times there it be the list sometimes. Yeah. You, know, you might have a dot, a comma, and or LLC and and then you getting low hit rates and you don't understand why you think it's the company. Makes sense, makes sense. All right, let's see here. Uh cool Cooley Max say, let me borrow a dollar, bro. <laughs> hey man, come on, anytime, man. You got hey. Hey, cash app, man. <laughs> cash app, dollar sign. See, my cash app simple. It's dollar sign Chris Monroe STL. All my <laughs> stuff simple. Send me money. Nah. <laughs> Send the money. Cash app, man. Cash app. All right. Are there any other uh, tips or tricks that you want to leave with the family before uh, we get out of here that uh, you, you would recommend people to do? Like, I know one of them is definitely watch out what you're doing with the fix and flip is one of the ones I got. Anything yeah. else that you wanted to add? You know, you know, People say don't they don't want to use attorneys, they don't want to use title companies, they'll try to be do things themselves. Hey, listen, get the people that you need that specialize in what you need. If you need somebody to do contracts, you know, write what you feel like you think you need a contract for and give it to them and let them tweak it. You know, but keep, you know, just just get the right people and don't be too cheap and don't be too scared to spend that money because you have to invest in the business. You have to put it back and you have to do the work. The money's in a follow up, follow up, follow up. Awesome. Follow up, follow up, follow up is key. I would agree with you. And definitely that, uh, you know, you got to have a team. Real estate and business in general is a team sport. You got to have good people around you or you're going to be playing yourself. Definitely don't want to be doing that, right? Absolutely. Okay, so other than that, let me see if we got any uh, questions in the uh, comments here. Let's see here. Uh, let's see here. DJ Envy. DJ Envy is going to actually be going to the uh, event out in November. Tony the Closers event out in uh, okay November. He's going to be at that one. Let's see here. What else we got? What up? What up, my mentor Chris? <laughs> let's see who else we got here. Any questions or anything? I guess let's see here. Do you have? Do you already have a VA? Ek wants to know. Do you already have a VA? Well, no, but I do use um, a mailing house out in Texas, so I don't. I don't send any mail out myself. When I first started, we we, we I went on Bigger Pockets and I found um, Jerry Puckett on Bigger Pockets, and he does. He sends out the mail, the mailers, so the letters, the yellow letters. So oh, uh, yellow letter gotta be yeller, or it ain't. Well, you know what. I, I use yellow letters in the in the metropolitan area because I know that we get all types of bulk bulk um postcards from all types of big box stores. So it, it's kind of you toss them out. So I mean, I, I I plan to switch the yellow letter. I mean, to some postcards because now that you have that, you can put the house on it. It I think it makes it a little more personal. So that's in a big city. I think you need to have something that's more personal for for the seller. Than some just generic. That's just my my thought process. Yeah, because they getting bombarded with people sending them junk all the time, right? 
Absolutely. Hey, I went to I went to uh see house the other day and a guy had uh had a, a deal machine. Somebody sent him a deal machine, um a deal machine uh postcard. One and, of these, perhaps? Yeah, you know what? I take them. I say, how many you got postcards? Let me see. Let me see. Uh, you don't need these, right? You mind if I take these? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me dispose of these for you. Hey, so he's talking about a deal machine, which is an app that we use for uh, driving for dollars where people actually can, uh, you know, I use it as well. So I have about, I don't know, eight or nine deal finders. So they actually go around town, take a picture of the house, put it into the app. And then we can actually send the mail with a touch of a button. We can uh, look them up, their phone number, their email address, stuff like that. See who the owner is all within like less than 10 seconds. All right there. And you can market to them on an automatic thing. So it's deal machine. And uh, if you want to use that, I would suggest using the promo code woke W O K E for a free trial and a uh, free deal credits to try it out. Uh, deal machine app is definitely different. I've made, I don't know, five or six deals from it. So are you using deal machine? Yes, I am. Okay. Yes, Great. I am. haven't got any deals from it yet. Yeah, and the trick to that thing is really not to be doing a lot of mail. See, I use it differently. I use it to gather a bunch of houses. Say we get 200 houses in there, right? We export that list off, skip trace it, and then we can market to it any other way. Meaning ringless voicemail, text message, cold call, send a mail, email. You can touch them all in different ways because you don't know which way they're going to respond. And so that's the way I use it before I just send them a bunch of mail. Because mail can get expensive, as you may know, right? Absolutely. Hey, we send, we, I mail... Our KPIs on mailers, we send out uh, a thousand mailers, which costs us a dollar eight cent a piece. So that's a thousand eighty a month. Wow. And for like five five months, we spend about six thousand in, in five months to get two deals. Wow. So that's our KPIs for our mailers. Wait a minute, what kind of uh, list are you marketing to? What kind of list are you pulling? That's just the high equity, high, high equity, equity, high equity, oh, okay. the absentee on the list. This generic list. Absentee and high equity. So you're specifically targeting for wholesale deals. Right. Okay. Yeah. Let's see what else we got here. Um he wants to know, are you in this full time or part time? No, I'm full time. I'm full time. I'm full time. This is this is what I do. This is it. Right, this right. Is it. Full-time real estate investor. So, are you doing any of those type of creative deals, or you stick to more so just wholesale? Well, um, I, I got a deal in Pennsylvania that, you know, I'd be on the fence about trying, trying to, you know, to try to do the creative financing with the owner financing and stuff. Um, I haven't done anything yet, but I have a, I just made an offer today on on the phone, and they supposed to get back to me. If they don't get back to me today, I'll call them tomorrow. But they had to, he had to talk it over with his wife. But I haven't, I haven't done any uh, like owner financing deals yet. Yeah, I suggest learning that stuff, man. It's a game changer. And so many wholesalers leaving money on the table. My biggest checks came from deals that wasn't even wholesale deals, and I right. still own the property. So you right. know that should tell you something right there. You can keep the house, get the check you was gonna get from a wholesale deal, and still make cash flow, and still have the house all right. in one thing. That's crazy. And so for more information on stuff like that, finding contracts, cool gear, and coaching, WokeRealEstate.com is the website. I put all that stuff up all the time, and I drop a lot of stuff on it. So uh, how do people connect with you if they want to connect with you outside of, uh, I mean, or just in, on social media? How do they find you? Well, on Facebook, it's Ty Harris. 
That's T Y E Harris. And on Instagram is Mr. Smart Bucks at Mr. Smart Bucks. You know, they can hit me up on either one of those platforms. I got Twitter also. I got Mr. Smart Bucks on Twitter. Hey, you lock down okay. the name everywhere, man. You good with them names and words and making sure that nobody else get them, huh? <laughs> hey, man, I'll be saying. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Mr. Smart Bucks, anything else you want to say before I let you go? Nah, man, you know, keep grinding, peace, be safe, life is good, stay up. All right, wait a minute. And I, I'm, I, I think I, we got I, another question here, right, right? Wait a second here. Let's see here. How long did it take you to get your first deal? Hmm. It was maybe, shoot, hmm. it was about maybe three months, four months when we started mailing. So you came out of the straight mailing game, say, I'm from mailing and I'm all in on it. Spend that yeah. money. Actually, actually, ha, you know what? The, the first deal we did wasn't from a mail. It wasn't from a mail piece. It was from probate. The second deal was from mail. So while we was mailing and not getting any deals and I was and I sucked on the phone. I got some of the recorded calls. <laughs> but hey, I, I was trying. Um my partner went to the probate and pulled the probate list. And she found the deal. I closed the deal. Um and then we found a buyer and she found a buyer. So she mm. got picked. So the way we structured it was Whoever found the deal and whoever found the buyer got the five percent. Like if you like if we was running a business with with employees. So she took and we got ten percent. So our structure was we get ten percent off of every deal, right? From the door. That was for so our you mean ten percent of the profit or ten percent of the price of the profit. We got ten percent. The structure we we have was ten percent of the profit off every deal. And then if some but if if our company found the deal from the melons, nobody got any of that but on the if you found the deal or if you found the buyer you would get five percent so the most you can make on any deal was 20 percent but she so she found the deal and she found the buyer Dang. <laughs> she got the 10 percent, so she got the old 20 percent on the first deal so she was just making bank on top of bank on top of bank huh Yes, Ain't nothing wrong with that hustle, baby. That's what it's all about. When you get your hustle game up, you can get your muscle game up. So that sounds good. So uh, glad to have you on here. And uh, I'll, if you I'll, if you send me the links, I'll put them in the description of the video too, so uh, people can follow you on Instagram or whatever else uh, other social media you're on. And uh, for other people that are watching on here, don't forget to give this video a thumbs up. Join the free Facebook group, Woke Real Estate Investors, on Facebook, talking about all type of creative deals, subject to wraparound mortgages, lease options, all that funky stuff, the stuff people like, ah, I don't really want to mess with that. I only want to do wholesaling. That's cool to get your feet wet, but once you get a little bit of money coming in, I always suggest stepping the game up just a little bit, learn some of these creative strategies because you're spending money on marketing anyway. People are coming to you to want to sell, and then you say, oh, well, I can only buy it if it meets Mayo formula. You're leaving a lot of money on the table, just being real leaving a lot of money on the table on people who really want to sell who really need your help and if you you know educate yourself and all that it's always easy to you know get that money coming in to you versus i'm going to refer to a real estate agent you know that's cool but i'll be like man you better learn how to get these deals <laughs> so other than that you keep them keep them holding right that's right that's right buy and hold put them on a lease option sandwich lease option something there's no reason to leave all that money sitting on the table because you're spending the marketing dollars anyway 
You might as well do something with the deals that's coming in your pipeline. My first creative deal like that was $21,000 on a deal that a wholesaler couldn't have touched, a real estate agent couldn't have touched, and probably most investors couldn't have touched. So it was like, I need to be digging into this. And I still got the house. I still get the cash flow from the property. So it's like, you know, I'm, I need to dig a little more. So, you know, this creative stuff is wide open, man. Yo, I need to I need to get with you on that, man. Maybe we can we can talk about this deal. You can help me help me structure this thing and see if it works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's my specialty now, man. I mean, I be looking for wholesale deals, but I don't really be in it. Like, oh, my that my first go to. Oh, how can I get it down low and beat them up on price? I want to get you the biggest price and get a better deal for everybody. You know, just keep stay in the deal. It's a lot better. Like you were trying to do originally with your sixty three thousand dollar deal. If you got to stay in the deal, you probably got to make more money over time. You know what I mean? Right. And got that same big check on the front end. You know, that's Absolutely. how crazy this stuff be. Yeah, I, I, I understand because I could have wholesaled it to myself and still did the the fix and refi. All kind of stuff, man. This real estate game is wide open. So I, like okay. I said, for contracts, cool gear and coaching, WokeRealEstate.com. Uh, did you have anything else you want to say before I let you go? That's it, man. I appreciate you for having me on, man. And, uh, we just keep it pushing, man. That's it. I know that's right. All right, bro. All right. For like I said, everybody else that's on here watching, make sure you hit that thumbs up button. And uh, like I say, share it out to somebody who need to hear some of this good stuff. You know, give them some motivation. Make them feel better. Let them know that, hey, man, there's another way to do this stuff. You ain't just got to go with everybody else say. Do something great. Be great and don't be late. Follow me on all social media outlets at Chris Monroe STL. That's Snapchat. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's Facebook. That's all of them at Chris Monroe STL. Let's see here. Peace, Chris. All right. All right. See ya. See ya. Thanks, everybody that came in. And like I say, all the time, you know what I'm going to say? Getting up out of here. About to get up out of here and do some more woke stuff. So do what you do. Be who you be. And I'll see you before you see me. Peace out, family.